Participate, engage, speak out, use your voice to be an effective advocate. The Voices in Advocacy podcast examines the diverse landscape of advocacy, exploring the ins and outs of building influence, driving change, and creating champion advocates. It's now time for the Voices in Advocacy podcast with your host, Roger Rickard. Hello and welcome to the Voices in Advocacy podcast. I'm Roger Rickard, president and founder of Voices in Advocacy, where we work with organizations to inspire, educate, engage, and activate your supporters by turning them into effective, influential advocates. And this is the podcast dedicated to the art of advocacy. This podcast is for the people that work and engage in advocacy efforts for their organizations be they corporations, associations, trade organizations, and nonprofit cause groups. Today we begin a two-episode recap of Season 2. During most episodes, I asked the guest a simple question, which was, what is the first thing that comes to mind when you think of advocacy? Each and every response was so decidedly unique that we chose to share their answers in two recap shows. So please, sit back and enjoy. First, we hear from Josh Habersky, Head of Government Affairs at the Premium Cigar Association. What's the first thing that comes to mind when you think of advocacy? I think about get, you know, really, and I, I wrote about this a couple of years ago. I think it's part cheerleader, part mentor, part teacher. So you got to teach people the tools, the technology, the techniques, and how to get to have their voice heard, how to effectively communicate with policymakers. Well, you got to get them excited about it. And I think that that is one of the toughest challenges that we face as advocacy professionals is that these are complex issues. They're moving along the contours of government. You don't know whether it's a state issue, a, a federal issue, a local issue. Um, you know, just yesterday with the Votorama stuff, you know, we're up at five o'clock in the morning talking about complex policy issues. How do you get your average citizen that is busy taking care of their family, putting food on the table, interested enough to write to Congress, call Congress, or you know, meet in person, um, you know, pre-COVID and post-COVID with elected officials? So I try to reduce the barrier of entry to make it easily accessible for people to engage with policymakers, do so in their personal story and provide all of the foundational uh, framework around them to make it as easy as possible. Next, we hear from Austin O'Boyle. He is the manager grassroots engagement at the National Apartment Association. What is the first thing that comes to your mind when you think of advocacy? Yeah, I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind is, uh, you know, citizen advocates getting involved. Um, you know, my passion is obviously grassroots advocacy. Um, you know, the ability of, you know, the ordinary person within any industry or uh, within any company to really make an impact is uh, immense. 
you know, you can really make a lot of change. Um, so when I think of advocacy, just in general, that's, that's what I think of. I think of an ordinary person who may not work in politics, but they're able to, you know, get up and make a real difference by uh, informing their legislators about issues that matter to them. By stepping forward, using their voice, by being engaged, correct? Correct. Absolutely. Wonderful. So coming up in your professional career, you worked for a few other different organizations. How has that developed your understanding of how to effectively build a community of advocates for the National Apartment Association? Yeah, so I mean, over my, my years of experience here, I've, I've gotten to truly, you know, as a consultant and as an in-house practitioner, I've kind of gotten to see the full gamut of a grassroots program, um, effective ones, ones that were not so effective. Um, you know, it's really given me the knowledge that I need in order to properly cultivate advocates. Um, Cause that's really the big thing now is, you know, developing that culture of advocacy, um, you know, and not just on lobby day, but all the time, um, you know, advocacy is not just a one day activity. It's, it's something that needs to take part, you know, 365 days a year. Um, and that's how you really make change. And now, listen to Cody Lyon, Managing Director of Advocacy and Political Fair Programs with the American Farm Bureau Federation. What is the first thing that comes to mind when you think of advocacy? The very first thing is relationships, and especially for successful advocacy. I, I can't think of any, any campaign, anything we've been involved with uh, whether it be a relationship with the lawmaker from our, from my standpoint, or even be from a relationship with an advocate to a lawmaker, or even a relationship between association uh, or staff and staff or whomever it is, that you can't accomplish anything unless you've got a very solid relationship with someone. That, that just makes advocacy so much simpler, so much easier, that you have the trust already there, that you can have that conversation, you can uh, develop that influence. Relationships are key in almost everything, but I think when it comes to advocacy and getting something done that an association or a, a, a nonprofit or a corporation, what somebody wants done, it's all about having that relationship to, to either uh, get you in the door more easily, have the conversation, develop the ask. Relationships are key, and it just and it happens throughout the entire process. Uh, from constituent to lawmaker to staff in the middle, helping develop it along the way. Next, Evan Peck is the Executive Vice President Advocacy at the American Society of Travel Advisors. Hey, let me begin. I love asking this question of, of, of the guests to, to kind of kick this off. What is the first thing that comes to mind when you think of advocacy? Um, you know, it's, it's being part of the process. Our founding fathers designed this system as a feedback loop. And it's important for you to play your part in that feedback loop. And it's designed to take into account what people think about certain issues. Other systems aren't designed that way. This one is. That's why a lot of stuff ends up in Congress's lap or state legislature's lap that uh, maybe shouldn't, but because of that feedback system, that's where it ends up. And that's what keeps us busy. 
Now we hear from Robin Troutman, Deputy Director of the National Association of Councils on Developmental Disabilities. What is the first thing that comes to mind when you think of advocacy? I think of stories. I think storytelling. Interesting. I think it is so important for any any group, um, any nonprofit, not association, trade association, uh, organization, that you have to hear from the people who are living what you're what you're advocating for, because otherwise it's just another. For if it's me, it's just another white, able-bodied woman you know, talking on behalf of, I think the, what really resonates with whomever your, your, your audience is, is the people who live the experience every day is the person with developmental disabilities or an intellectual disabilities or with both, or, you know, or with, um, you know, just, you know, whatever it might be, I think hearing, you have to hear from the people themselves. And I think that's what makes the DD councils so unique is that they, 60% is made up of people living the experience. And so living the truth truth because, and that really resonates and whether we're asking Congress to move forward on a piece of legislation or we're working with the administration in the Department of Education on some regulations, if they don't hear how something current is is affecting the people, then then they don't know and they're not gonna make a change. So we always like to ensure that whatever we're doing, we bring in those those voices of, of the people. to to tell the story. Next, we hear from Aaron Bloodworth, CEO of Fern Expo. What is the first thing that comes to mind when you think of advocacy? Yeah, um, you know, I I think about it as, the first thing that comes to mind is advocating to the government, but it's a lot more than that. You know, so I, I think of it as advocating to politicians or the government about some type of issue or need, um, but it's bigger than that. And, you know, go ahead. Well, yeah, and, and, and to that very point, I often point out what I call the seven branches of the advocacy tree. And yes, it includes government, but it's media and it's uh, a public service and it's people and it's industry and it's brand and it's cause. And all those things really encapsulate uh, what advocacy is. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. Please now listen to Dave Dubois, president and CEO of the International Association of Exhibitions and Events and Tommy Goodwin, the vice president of government affairs for the Exhibition and Conferences Alliance. I ask this question of all of my guests. And so what is the first thing that comes to mind when you think of advocacy? Um, Dave, you go first. Wow, that's a good one. The first thing, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And when we interviewed Tommy and a few other ladies and gentlemen as our finalists, Tommy was uh, high energy and convinced us of the fact that, hey, if you want me to come in and in the first 60 days, snap my fingers and make things perfect, there's nobody that can do that. It's a marathon, not a sprint. And you know what? I've spent more time in the last year on advocacy because we need it. And as a leader of my association and with the support of my board, we were able to get a lot done, raise money and have for the first time, Roger, a full-time 
professional licensed lobbyist in Tommy Goodwin, and we're pleased to have him with us. Excellent answer, David. Tommy? So when I think about this, I go back to an old Thomas Jefferson quote, and yet a lot of your listeners have probably heard this before, but he said a long time ago, we in America do not have a government by the majority. We have a government by the majority who participate. And that's the difference, right? If you've ever watched the news or, or turned on and said, why on earth is Congress talking about that? That means that they've heard from a lot of their constituents and a lot of their stakeholders that an issue matters to them. And what we're focused on is getting all of the folks in the business events ecosystem, the suppliers, the organizers, everybody in that realm to focus their energy and let Capitol Hill and their state houses and their city councils know who they are. And if we do that, I think we're going to have a tremendous impact both in 2021 and going forward. Now hear from Roger Dow, President and CEO of U.S. Travel Association. Uh, Roger, I asked this question of all of my guests. What is the first thing that comes to mind when you think of advocacy? I think advocacy is sales. I, I grew up in sales and advocacy is basically is. sitting down with whether it be media, a community or elected officials and getting them to understand a proposition of more travel means more money for every community more jobs. And so when we advocate for travel, we're basically sharing the travel story with folks who can make a difference and help us build travel. Please welcome Tori Barnes, Executive Vice President of Public Affairs and Policy at the U.S. Travel Association. The, the Hill Day is always about member advocacy, people, people that support the cause. What is the first thing that comes to mind for you when you think of advocacy? You know, I, I think it's a really a combination of things. Um, you know, as, as someone who has has always uh, loved those face-to-face meetings with members of Congress and going up to Capitol Hill, I think that, you know, that is a really important point um, of, of advocacy. And I think also it's that broader reach. It's it's everything that uh, that you can kind of throw at an issue to really uh, lend your voice and the collective voice of an industry to move forward uh, on critical issues affecting the business. And so, you know, that includes, you know, boots on the ground lobbying, that includes grassroots, grass tops. So, you know, that, that broader voice of the industry, uh, making calls, um, sending letters, sending emails, uh, it includes those uh, pre-existing relationships, those grass tops where you've got members of Congress um, being uh, contacted by uh, folks that they know within the industry. And we close this episode with Mark Begich, former U.S. Senator from Alaska and current president and CEO of Northern Compass Group, LLC. What's the first thing that comes to mind when I say the word advocacy? Be passionate, remember your issue, keep your facts straight, and always leave with a smile, not with an angry attitude. <laughs> Wonderful. Mark, any final any final thoughts? I just say, first, Rod, thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for getting people to be advocates. That's what makes this country what it is. If you don't advocate for your cause, no one knows your cause exists. And I tell people that all the time. The first advocacy is vote. Second advocacy is go talk to your folks who are elected at every level because you never know 
when some guy who's 26 years old and sitting on the Anchorage Assembly might be a U.S. Senator. Thank you for joining us as we ask, what first comes to mind when you hear the word advocacy? We are proud to have Rap Index as a sponsor to the show. Let's face it, today's advocacy arena is just plain noisy. Organizations are stretched. You need every advantage to make sure your issue gets the attention it deserves and your voice heard. The RAP Index is the best way to do just that by finding your stakeholders' relationships and engagement power. Get past the noise. Know who your people know. Go to rapindex.com. That's R-A-P-Index.com. And tell them Roger sent you for a special offer. If you like today's podcast, head over to where you find your podcasts and subscribe to the Voices in Advocacy podcast today. A big thank you to today's guest. I appreciate your time and unwavering passion for advocacy. Well, that's it for this episode of Voices in Advocacy. Remember, you have the power to be an effective, influential advocate. Now go out and make it a better world. We hope you enjoyed today's Voices in Advocacy podcast and look forward to you joining us again next week. To learn more about Voices in Advocacy, go to our website, voicesinadvocacy.com.